Shit. Oh, shit. Are you okay? <laughs> Bloopers? Bloopers. <laughs> hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where tonight we're going to family court. My name is Mary, and Sarah is not joining us tonight, and we would like to wish her the best because her grandmother has passed. So, condolences, oh, Sarah. Good. Yeah. We love yes. you. Uh, I am at the site of the former Il Sorrento restaurant, and it's not here anymore. This is Josh. Uh, what? Oh, I'm Melanie. What? What is that even? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> I lost it. I'm sorry. Did any of us ever have it? <laughs> A quick shout out to our Patreon members. Brendan Phillick, Captain America, Marie Johnson, Michael Yoon, Jason Carter, Jennifer Indelicato, Laura Bernheim, Brad Mulholland, Anita Wren, and Kristen Corlano. As always, thanks, guys. Uh, yes. I just noticed I did it again this weekend. Not even kidding. I forgot what? my own name. What? I managed to forget my own name one night, and I did it again as I was doing the intro because I responded to Josh, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm Melanie. I need to stop forgetting my name. It's a problem. Yeah, have, have, you be been drink, have you been drinking uh, in preparation for the show a little bit too I much? I haven't. I have not. Oh, maybe you should <laughs> Unfortunately. start. I'm sober. That's the problem. So let's see. Next week is the event in Salem with Omri Katz. Uh, Friday at the Bit Bar with him, Jason Marsden, Vanessa Shaw, and Thora Birch. And then that Saturday, the 21st, they will be on the Salem Common doing photos, autographs, and just stuff like that. And Sunday, we're actually riding around. I'm driving, and we're going to all the locations where they were filming back 30 years ago. Cool. And they, and they haven't changed. We have uh, Patty McCormick, Barbara Carrera, and Deborah Renard at the Chiller the last weekend of the month. That would be the 27th, 28th, 29th. And Barbara Eden will be at Rhode Island Comic Con Saturday and Sunday, November 4th and 5th. Not Friday, which is the date I have ticket to. Because that's I had to squeeze it around work so I could be able to go and not go and yeah, like I love her. I'm so glad I got to see her she, in January she, in Atlanta. Totally. She great? Yeah. Uh, and she she autographed my copy of her autobiography. Book? Oh, that yeah. is a great book. I love that book. I know. And it's like I'm something it's like an heirloom now, man. I'm never getting rid of it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I don't know who's going to 90s con in hartford in march but there are absolutely no rooms available at the two hotels nearest there there are not even comic-con discounts for those hotels so yeah uh keep your eyes open i don't know if any of our anyone from dallas patrick duffy or check airbnbs that's what i stayed at last year in an airbnb and yeah i don't know if Patrick Duffy might show up with the step-by-step people or Omri Katz again with Hocus Pocus, but we will keep our eyes on that. I did register to volunteer for the whole weekend this time. We need to so, find an 80s kind is what we need. Oh, yes. Because, that like, literally, like, we could go, like, get a booth or something if there was an 80s kind. 
Oh, absolutely. <gasps> that would be so cool. Speaking of 80s, uh, the Princess Cruise with oh, yeah. uh, Cherie Wilson, Christopher Atkins. It's weird seeing them together because they were never on screen together at the yeah. during the show. Yeah. Um, Charlene Tilton and Linda Gray, they had a Q&A. Linda did one and then the other three did one separately. And Alan Catton has posted – he was a trooper and he videotaped the entire thing and they oh, that's are cool. Posted. I didn't see that. And they actually were mingling among the people. They weren't just these separate little things. That's cool. Cherie, Cherie was on the dance floor every night with her significant that's other. Cool. I, don't, I don't know if they're married or not, but, um, but yeah, they were on the dance floor every night and people were just got to go up chat and they were just like other people on the cruise. So yeah, that's awesome. So that, mm. And it's funny that Linda did hers separately because when Cherie, Charlene, and uh, Christopher were up on stage, apparently Linda was in the back in the audience. Because oh. <laughs> they they referenced her a few times, and you could hear her in the background. So, oh, interesting. And today is it's ten ten. Uh, Karen Copens, uh, we brought this up last week, and J. Eddie Peck are both uh, sixty three years old. And the thirteenth was the anniversary is the anniversary of Dennis Patrick uh, von Leland's death in two thousand two. Jim McMullen, who played Andrew Dowling's, would have a birthday on the thirteenth, born nineteen thirty six. And Digger Barnes, number two, Keenan Wynn, the Winter Warlock, uh, died. October 14th, 1986, and Barry Corbin will have his 83rd birthday on the 16th. That's all we have today. Let's awesome. put that away. So tonight we're talking about Season 6, Episode 15, Episode 118 of the series, The Reckoning. I can't believe you're still intent on tarnishing Daddy's memory. Don't you say that to me. Well, I don't know how else I can get through to you. I wouldn't underestimate your mama right now. She's angry. She's determined. We can't lose this, Harv. There's too much at stake. Miss Ellie made up her mind herself, and if you don't know that, you don't know your own mother. I know my own mother, and I know you too, sweetheart. Ever since you moved into this family, you've been trouble. Stay out of it. This is not your fight. Are you saying that when your husband wrote the codicil, he was mentally incompetent? Is a reckoning if ever there was one. It was written by Will Lauren and directed by Bill Duke, who's a new director to the series. And yeah, we, we noticed that in one scene. Uh. <laughs> uh, I looked him up because I don't, something just struck me like, I feel like there's something with the name. And I was right. Uh, Bill Duke is a. Uh, a director, but also an actor. He's been in a lot of things. He was in an episode of SVU. For Dallas fans, <laughs> for Dallas fans, you would probably recognize him most as Seth Foster in Dallas: The Early Years. Oh, who's Bill Duke? You said, yeah, he's the one black character in Dallas: The Early Years. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so, yeah. He's also been in a lot of other things that I've seen. So, like, I was like, I know. I yeah. I'm trying to think of when this could have been. I mean, I, I'm sure I can find the episode, but he looks familiar, but he just his pictures are older. And this episode aired January 14th, 1983. And the number one song 
was in the U.S. was Down Under by Men at Work. And in the U.K. it was You Can't Hurry Love by Phil Collins. And the number one film in the U.S. is still Tootsie. I couldn't find anything really exciting happening. Uh, Born on this day was Vincent Jackson, a uh, sports ball player with the NFL. Um, He plays for the San Diego Chargers. And, uh, yeah. I, I like that. Uh, every time I hear Down Under, I think of my love for Vegemite. Has anyone else had Vegemite? I've never had Vegemite. I'm assuming it's a, really close to Marmite. I love Marmite. Yes. A lot of people don't like it because they don't know how to properly use it. Right. And it's so good. Like, you just need toast with, like, a shit ton of butter and just a little, a, a little spread of it. It's, a little I, spread. It's so good. It's. It, I consider it like soy sauce paste in a way. Yeah, kind of, it's salty. It's, it's salty. I love and to make um, avocado toast with it. I love to avocados, it, but um, oh, I love avocados. Uh, I but, love avocado uh, toast. You and I killed some of that. I remember. Yeah, didn't we at brunch in New York? When mm. I make it myself, I put a little bit of uh, marmite, avocado, the mm. everything bagel, everything uh, bagel seasoning. seasoning. Uh, mm-hmm. And then some capers and oh, you call it out. I do just like salt and pepper and like lemon juice and the avocado. But then I um, actually like pan fry kind of some tomatoes and once in a, and throw those on. Oh, and then also one, an egg. I, I like yeah, and an egg. How do you and cook the egg? With the runny it. yolk or the runny yolk? I have it when it's just a little, like just a little runny, over like, easy, just over enough easy, to, yeah. yeah, so that like I, it's edible and you, it's not like getting everywhere. Over easy to over medium, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't like runny. I don't like yolks. Mm-hmm. I like I like scrambled eggs and omelets. That's the way I would probably slap that onto some toast. I like I, yolks if they're not hard boiled. I oh, I, I only eat like the egg whites on hard boiled. Yeah, I didn't like like the whole runny egg thing until. Have yeah. you ever had a Korean barbecue bowl like bulgogi or anything? Mm. Oh my god, get one of those if you can with the egg on it. Game changer. Well, also like the soft boiled egg and like ramen and stuff like that is. So I like good. I like taking the egg. Uh, you open it up. You have to hit it once very quickly and open it. Otherwise, if you sit there tapping it, that's when you get the shells that break into it. But you stir it up if and then you pour it. roll it on the countertop, it's an easier way to peel it, by the way. Oh, oh, when it's hard-boiled, you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about before you hard-boil. If you're going to, like, scramble it or something, just oh. hit it once. Hit it once yes. and then One not, not tapping because exactly. that's, that's where the shells come from. But uh, stir it up and then you pour it into if you're making, like, an egg drop soup. It's good that way too. Hmm. But yet yeah, the key to my avocado toast, the big one, if you want to put cheese on it, you can. The balsamic glaze at the end. Just that little thing of Bertoli that you just drizzle. There you go. That's Yum. Good. Tonight on the you and bar- right. barbecue <laughs> all cook- like cooking, cooking podcast. Hey, you know uh, what? Maybe we should each make avocado toast this weekend and post it on Insta- our Instagram so we can show our listeners how we do there it. There you go. That would I, be this goes along. I finally you. watched The Bear on Hulu. I don't know if you guys have watched that, but it's all about a chef. And so I've been watching like fancy food making all week. So oh, wow. you're not talking about like co- cocaine bear. No, 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 no. no. It's no. called The Bear. It's about this guy 
who um he's he's like a really big chef at like a really like the best restaurant in the world and his brother was also like a cook and his brother dies and leaves him the family restaurant in Chicago which is oh. kind of like a divey place Oh. And it's really good. There's two seasons. Oh. Recommend. I was watching some show on uh, was it Netflix, like uh, some cooking show. They go around the different places, and one of them was uh, based on uh, Christine Tosi's place called The Milk Bar. Have you heard of that? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Look up The Milk Bar when you have a chance. It's very – they have like uh, cereal, milk, ice cream, and just all these weird flavors of mm. stuff. Yeah. So, are we uh, on to? Okay. This. Uh, and on Dallas, Josh. And on Dallas, this episode was number four in the weekly ratings. Uh, yeah, director Bill Duke was a character actor, as you had mentioned, who appeared in movies Car Wash, American Gigolo, and Bird on a Wire, among other things that you had mentioned. John Beck's first scene with Larry Hagman was in this episode, and he calls Larry Hagman the greatest guy in the world. I had worked with him. This is a little interesting tidbit. He said, I had worked with him when I first came into the business and got to say one line on I Dream of Genie in the mid-1960s. Porn stash on I Dream of Genie. Dang. I worked with him again when he played the James Garner role in the pilot for the TV version of the movie The Skin Game. Larry was a lot of fun. Going back to Bill Duke for a second. um, Did we, I'm sorry, I I didn't catch this. Did did you guys mention that he kind of fell into it because he accidentally got chosen for, to direct Knott's Landing and then that led to Dallas and then that led to Falcon Crest? No, I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't oh, read any of that online. Oh, okay, yeah. He, he, brought, he, yeah. he bounced around the Lorimar primetime soap bubble. Apparently, that, yeah. He oh. was. It's like there was some clerical mix-up. It wasn't supposed to be him, but they went with it. <laughs> oh, it's funny. According that to might, the Wikipedia, which was kind of cited, <laughs> but that might that might explain the two randos walking by behind Miss Ellie and Rebecca in the episode. <laughs> I, I I really I seriously did a double take when I saw those two. They're just like randomly there, walking. I think they're just supposed to be ranch hands yeah. walking around. Yeah. But it, it was completely like random because when was the last time you see random ranch hands walking by the pool at the ranch? It's like now, we don't usually see them often, so close to the times. house. But yeah, yeah we, we see them like that guy that was like waiting for Ellie at uh, Ray's that time, just hanging out. Yeah, that was because he was the driver uh, standing right. in the background. But but I guess it's just showing that it's a working ranch. Oh, okay. And they were on the set in L.A., as somebody pointed out. They were on the set, so yeah, it's totally legit. Uh, the breeze on the south stage. South. Okay, so we open on South Fork. Night. Start drinking because all the lights are on again. All the lights are on, yes. Uh, <laughs> Damn it, Sue Ellen, I hate your hair. I just, I'm sorry. I know. Love Linda Gray. So I, bad. I don't like the hair. I can't stand it. Ugh, no. When she grows her hair out, she can do great things with it. When she cuts it short, she's selling herself short. I just can't stand it, Josh. It's a 
It's a mullet, and it's a very bad one. I mean, I'm sure it was the thing back then, but I mean... Right, but those that was on 80s rock stars like Rick Springfield and that sort of thing, and John Mellencamp, but, but that, those were men, but... I. Lisa Hartman had one for a while. She wore it well on Knots Landing. Her her, because they they knew what to do with it. But Linda did not. She doesn't lend herself well to a mullet. I liked Linda's short, cropped hair. Like not the short, short, but like kind of. I don't know how to describe it. Kind of mid nineties ish. Oh yeah. I don't know if they call it a bob or whatever. I mean, I, she could pull that off. She she looks good as a blonde. Hell, I never thought I'd look good as Were a blonde. Were you talking about surprise. during one of, during one of the movies around that time? Uh, yeah. Oh, when she first went well, blonde as Hillary Michaels, and her hair was about that long. Fire. Right. And then she showed up on War of the Ewings with the lighter. Yes, it was a little bit. It wasn't as short as J.R. Returns, but it was. And was Ray in War of the Ewings had that really dark hair because he had just done another role and had to dye the hair. So that's why he had that weird hair oh, color. Oh my had. God. I didn't even think about I that. I forgot about that. I know. <laughs> and look, the same thing I say about, uh, facial hair, I can apply to mullets just because you can, doesn't mean you should. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's awful. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I look at her and I'm like, just, Try to, like, it's all I can see. I keep trying to picture, like, Sue Ellen season five hair, like, the, 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 the hair that was down to here, like, when I'm watching it now. I'm like, oh, yeah. God, Linda, why'd you do that to your pretty hair? We need, like, late 80s when it's all, like, big. I loved and that. Then, because then they I had realized... a barber shop in the hospital. That's why when she was there and she. Yeah. So I think what she did was an act of rebellion directly related to her divorce. Oh, is that about this time? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yes. Because that's, that's what happens. Big breakups a lot of times. Chop, chop, chop. And then the studio was like, what the fuck? Right. And they just went with it. <laughs> Priscilla actually did something and she said she had to wear a wig of sorts. They tried to make Linda wear a wig, I thought. Did she wear a wig? Because I know that she her hair is all of a sudden cut while she's in jail. They did have her wig for a, a bit, uh, and I think they learned from the mistake that was made with Linda just getting her hair cut when the next scene was supposed to be right after. Uh, right. So they said, no more of that. No right. more of that. Yeah, because it's obviously not done. They don't shoot those in the same day. They have to, like... You know, go back and make sure right. the makeup's the same, the clothes are the same, everything is the same. Continuity experts. And I tell you, what drove the continuity at what show they really had to do that for was 24, because the whole season of 10 months filming took place over the course of one day. Oh, yeah, I never watched that show. So they had to go back and they had to get haircuts right, like constantly to keep the yeah. hair the same and same sense. clothes and everything like that. Oof, what a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie's playing the piano. Yeah. Do we know what tune she was playing? Sometimes I like it when they have the character playing a piano and they're playing the show's theme song, but very slowly or something. Well, yeah, she was doing that a a few, like last season, I think. Hmm. Maybe. Anyhow. Ellie tells them that she's seen a lawyer and she's going to, uh, she's going forward with trying to break the will. And JR says that she's tarnishing 
his daddy's memory and she snaps at him. Yeah. Oh. She's like, don't you talk to me that way. And then Bobby uh, says something about her being hasty. And yeah. she's like, I don't think it's hasty at all. And I'm like, ooh, hasty. Hasty is, is like nasty, but with an H. That's right. that's how Miss Ellie is right now. She's like, mm-mm, mm-mm. I've made up my mind. And uh, Sue Ellen says it's not fair. And uh, Ellie says it's not about fairness. It's about survival. Survival. Which is yes. true. And then and JR's like, rawr, 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 Pam's fault, all your fault, every single fucking thing in the last three years is your fault. And she's like, uh, excuse st- you? Stay the hell out of it, Pam. And he takes off, and Sue Ellen takes off after him. She looks at Bobby. Bobby's standing there like, what the fuck? And the she first goes, what the fuck of the Pam's episode. like, you didn't you defend d- me at all. Like, wow, thanks for that slow clap. And she's like, well, he's not wrong, you know. Right. And she's kind of like, ah, ah, and, you know, huffs off. And this was my question. Did they all walk into dinner? Did they? Because weren't they walking towards the kitchen? Because the next scene, you're like, wait, did they even go to dinner? But because I would expect food to fly after that if they went into the dining room, like, with how pissed off everyone was. I think Jay and Sue Ellen went upstairs because the next scene, they're upstairs. Right, they go upstairs. So I think it was later at night, maybe. I thought the bedroom scene was supposed to be later at night. Mm-hmm. Like, had they actually gone and sat through dinner together? I, I, I don't think that. Yeah. I think it's one, if there, if it what the, this was pre-dinner drinks and they're going to go into dinner, I think it's going to be one of those things where they all leave and go out to dinner. Like they usually do whenever there's a big fight. <laughs> <laughs> right, because gotcha. if there was, if they were at dinner, then I would have wanted to see that scene at dinner. Yeah, that would have been awkward. I mean, there's another awkward dinner scene later in this episode, but mm-hmm. pass the mother bleeping potatoes. No, <laughs> you want potatoes, and then the, then then that that's when they would let Larry and Patrick start flicking the uh, potatoes at the. T- <laughs> And then we catch up to Jr. and Suellen later uh, in their bedroom, where Suellen's like trying to explain Pam's actions to Jr. She's like, she's not doing it to be a jerk. Like she's she's really like, she's trying to do what she thinks is right. Mm-hmm. Right. And she's trying to walk that fine line between. Supporting her husband, preserving her friendship with Pam, because they said they were not going to let that affect them. Right. And yeah. I appreciate Sue Ellen really trying to stick to that, honestly. Mm-hmm. Good, good luck with that. Right. But then JR kind of uses it against her because he's like, okay, well, you know, I think she's wrong because of this. And she's like, well, I agree with you, but she doesn't think about it that way. Well, Pam, uh, Sue Ellen, perhaps you could get Pam away from South Fork and use that friendship to kind of dial her back in and redirect her energies uh, to support her husband. You know, like, well, I tried, you know, I already tried that. And that's when he said, try to do it away. Right. Away from here. Like, he's like, you can do it. You can do it. And she's like, "Uh, I'll give it another try, but. uh." I'll give it the old college try. Yeah. And then we cut to uh, Rebecca and Ellie bonding over Christopher. And two random dudes walking by in the background, which we two just Two random ranch hands walking behind. Yeah, I guess. Working ranch. Which, which is weird seeing 
I don't know what ranch hands would be doing near the swimming pool in the main house, unless you're. I mean, maybe Mi- doing building stuff. Um, Mickey was doing that, or maybe Mickey doesn't want to do that anymore because he's fighting with Lucy too much. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Mm. And I, can I just say, in this scene, these two, especially Barbara Belgetti's, like in real life grandmas. Yeah, totally. absolutely, totally. IRL grandmas. Yeah. 100%. There's just some things you cannot act. It just comes out naturally. Yeah. I mean, because Barbara was like, who's a good boy? <laughs> <laughs> and the baby's just like, eh. <laughs> It's me, ugly Christopher. No. <laughs> he, okay, I gotta say, I I don't know. Maybe it was just his the, his hair was shorter before, but he was adorable and pinch cheekable. I, I think pinchable. he's cute. I think Christopher. Yeah, I think episode. Eric Farlow is a cute baby, and I disagree with un, uh, people who think he was ugly. I think he's cute. Right. I think the poor thing had to grow into his hair a little bit. Well, I mean, yeah. I had <laughs> to do the same hair. thing as a kid because yeah. I had big curly hair too. So yeah. and, uh, he had. But that he was an adorable that... kid, like when he was talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then. Tyler Banks had his bowl cut. <laughs> oh my gosh. Bowl cuts were pretty popular at this point. Yeah. Right into the 90s. And then um, Justin Bieber. Oh, we won't go there. Uh, so they're bonding over Christopher, and they're also bonding over Ellie's decision to challenge the will. Rebecca is just like, I think you're doing the right thing. That's what she to know. And we hope it works out for them because it would be nice to. Not have all this fighting going on because if they can right. get the wills and then Ellie yep. can, yep, they can all move nothing. on, right? Yep. And just be like grandmas to baby Christopher. And they do mention that the uh, it is putting a little strain on Bobby and Pam at the at this time. And right, Rebecca says that she has gotten Cliff to hold back for now to wait to see how the thing plays out. Right. And and Rebecca's not worried about Bobby and Pam. She's like, they'll get through it. It's not a big deal. And, you know, it'll be fine. And we cut to Harv, and he's telling the uh, boys that uh, Brooks Oliver only would have taken this case if he thought he could win it, because he's that kind of lawyer. Mm-hmm. And Harv's a little worried. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, there's, I had a question here about this 14 or 15 years ago on this will. Yeah. Um. I was like, wait a minute, thinking back to season one. JR saw the will. I know. I kept thinking about that this whole episode. Yeah. The will was also not that thick. So when the hell did he rewrite it in between? 15 years ago? I think that they uh, forgot. Forgot about that. Yeah. Well, details that they wouldn't expect us to remember 45 right. years later. They're like, not that many people were watching it season one, season two, uh, you know, it's not, You they're not going to rewatch it later. There's not going to be a way to do that. It's fine. Obviously he did though, because wasn't it, didn't this all come about with like Jock, um, the red file, the, something like, no, the, yeah. When he had his heart attack. Oh, yeah, I mean they they dealt with all because it was the red file, it was the whole thing, and it was Jeb, Jack Jeb and Willie Joe and yeah, yeah, Mark. yeah. And wasn't it that J- Jr. read that Jock had left everything to him? 
like the company, the entirety of it. Wasn't that right? In that it, will? Because it now was, it's split and there's a contest. It, what it, if that was like a planted will? We're just going to make shit up now because they messed up. Oh my God. That would be such a fucking Dallas thing to do. It would. Jock would just totally. mess up people. Yeah. Totally plausible. Totally. There's, there's a lot of stuff from the first, like, I'd say one seasons one to three, um, the original uh, seasons one and two in the, the miniseries that they reuse later on. And they're like, this never happened originally. We're just going to. Oh, God, they do that on TV shows all the time. <laughs> I mean, because there's the whole episode. Well. Bring it back to Jenna. Um, with Charlie? Where the whole thing with Charlie's, uh, who her father is. Because that whole thing is solved in one episode in 1978. And then it's like drawn out for like half a season. Mm-hmm. Right. Because even in when Jenna's face suddenly morphed into Francine Tacker. Right. She was had put Charlie on a plane to Italy to be with Naldo. Right, her father. Yes. Yes. Which is where she and then ran later, Bobby at the Charlie's airport. never met him. She doesn't even know who he is, so mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> You know, whatever. It is what it is, but I know because JR was concerned with being able to drill on the South Fork, section, section 40. forty. The South Fork. With Jeb and Willie Joe and that whole deal he was yep. concocting. So, oh, section forty, yes, 40. which, which turned into section eighteen by twenty twelve, right? Twenty eleven. Is that that they changed the name of it? Oh yeah, I think they, like somebody what? didn't do her homework. Drives uh, me insane. They, they, Just they, the minimal amount of work. They were they were merging sections. That's what. And so there were less of them. No, I don't know. I'm just making. Crap Let me tell up you now. this: the uh, the current showrunner of Law and Order SVU, when he found out he had gotten the job, binged the entire series and took notes. Yeah, because that's your job. Mm-hmm. That's your freaking job. By then, it was 23 seasons, and he had. Three months to do it in, <laughs> if that. Ooh. Less than. So anyway, uh, where were we? The codicil. Yeah, yeah. So there's one from 15 years ago that he wrote. So he wrote it in April of 68, and that will go into effect if this one is thrown out. And in this scene, it's weird because Harv said, uh, I think it was written 14 years ago, but then later he said 15 years ago in the next scene when he actually had the I think will. he said 14 or 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and then I he said... Fifteen, yeah. and then he said in April of that year. So that's what okay. I'm counting back. April of okay. seventy-eight. I, I heard the fourteen first. So my, so my brain honed in on the fourteen, and then when it came later, it said uh, fifteen. So I'm going, oh, okay. So whatever. But it's the late sixties. Late sixties. Bobby is still in high school. You know that whole thing. Jr. and Sue Ellen are engaged. Yeah. Hmm. Because they met in, what, 67, I mm-hmm. believe? Yes. At the pageant. So, I mean, I'm of course Lucy already existed, but right. I think Jock was in the process of, like, rewriting the will because he knew grandchildren were probably going to be coming. Right. Eventually. Yeah. More mm-hmm. grandchildren, anyway. And he was expe- 
straight up expecting grand, a grandson. There's no other way around it. That's why you rewrite write your will when your eldest son is about to get married. And by the time he uh, had the thing written and gone off to South America, he had to incorporate those shares of Cyberbyte for JR Returns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. the things we make up. Um, and then we cut to Sue Ellen and Pam are out to lunch at Mario Messina's Il Sorrento Cucina Italiana. At uh, eighty six sixteen Turtle Creek Boulevard, mm-hmm. and Mario Messina uh, died at ninety seven years old on no. uh, March tenth of two thousand fourteen. He was born nineteen sixteen. That's a long life. And I'm going to post his obituary to our page, just so people can see. And some facts about that restaurant is uh, it opened in 1950, and it was the first restaurant in the Dallas area to offer outdoor dining. There were 55 indoor seats and 44 on the patio. Uh, Messina's elegant restaurant served house-made pasta, an imported espresso machine brewed after-dinner coffee, the menu included veal cutlets, Caesar salads, and something with a Z that's Italian that I can't pronounce. Um, and romantic dinner was accompanied by fine wine, strolling musicians, and candlelight. And so this is totally a place, one, where all the rich people of Dallas would go. And, mm-hmm. of course, porn stash would eat there for lunch every day. I wonder if the... Um the waiters came around and go, you like me to crack at the pepper for you? You want to crack at the pepper? You like at the pepper? <laughs> oh, and yes. they come oh, out with a little pepper grinder. You like at the pepper? Oh, my God. SNL. I, sh- <laughs> I should note, though, uh, that uh, Harv said that Ellie was going to have to testify that Jock was not of sound mind, and Bobby said that she'll never do that, and he said, don't underestimate your mother. She's angry, he said. Mm-hmm. Like she, she's, she'll do what she's got to do. And yeah. And JR says, you got to win at all. St- everything's at stake here. <laughs> you got to win this fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wah, 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 How many wah, times wah, wah. Does J- is JR going to play fuck around and find out in his life? Yeah. And they always the underestimate Ellie. Yeah. Do not underestimate Ellie. Do not underestimate Bobby. Yeah. Right. Your mother took a horsewhip to your father. Do you want to mess with that? Like, he never realizes. He always thinks he is the way he is because of Jock. But it's like, dude, you're both your parents' kids. Kid, you know? That's for sure. She's just as stubborn. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, Gary's out surfing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Gary's going to Gary. So, Sue Ellen is trying to convince Pam, again, to, like, back off of the situation. Um. Not doing a very good job of it because Pam's just like, nope, uh, Ellie's right, and I'm standing behind her. And she's talking about like supporting her husband and stuff, and I'm like, okay, but you, Sue Ellen, you, you can't support them blindly like that. Yeah, yeah, it's just you know, Pam doesn't care about the fight. She wants she wants her family intact. Yeah, and she's she's saying she, spoiler, spoiler alert again foreshadowing again she says somebody is going to get hurt really really hurt this is the second time in the last two episodes that 
people have said somebody's going to get hurt. And then in strides porn stash. In strides porn stash. And uh, <laughs> he just like walks in and just locks eyes with Pam. And like hey, doesn't baby. put them away the entire time. Hey baby, you want to you want to look for crumbs in my porn stash? <laughs> 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 so Pam's like, oh, hey, Mark Grayson, hey, what's up? And uh, and then she's then he says something like, oh, you came to my restaurant, and she's like, oh, you own this? And he's like, no, 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 I just eat lunch here every single day. Mario Messina and I are good buddies. Right. And <clears throat> so then she thanks him for the loan of uh, Brooks Oliver, and he's like, oh yeah, yeah. And then he's like. Anything, anything I can do for you, I'm here. <laughs> While like staring right in her face. And meanwhile, and Sue Ellen is. Uh... Sue Ellen is obviously picking up what's going on because she's not an idiot. And um. She's picking up what he's throwing down. <laughs> yes. And she's kind of like so, and Pam is as well. And Pam is just kind of like uh, 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 stammering because she doesn't know what to say. And Swellen's just like side eyeing both of them, like what the fuck is happening. Mm-hmm. And then as he walks away, his gaze lingers. He's walking away. <laughs> so campy. Oh my god, he's he he's in this one hundred percent. They're like, so you have to be obsessed with her, and he's like. Gotcha. And Good job, my, Bill Duke. Good job. And my porn Meanwhile, Donna is trying to talk sense into the commission. But oh they're all my like, gosh. I really, I sat there, I actually wrote this down. I said, okay, are we watching Dallas or are we watching White House staff circa 2017? <laughs> oh, I mean... Right. Just uh, the four of them are like, hello. Um, you know, it, well, Donna's like the voice of reason going, there's a fucking problem here. And they're all like, dar, 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 dar. no, you know, what's that sound you make, Josh? Yeah. That's what they do. And she's like, you're not paying attention. I know this guy. I am married into his family. He is a piece of shit. Like, this is what is going to happen. He's not for the people. This isn't going to last. And they when the will gets it. overturned, his they mother's going to sell the company, and that'll be the end of low gas prices. They don't care because he made them rich. Right. I mean, they don't care because they're, like, actively being paid off by JR to not care. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, it'll be fine. And they, like, like they said before, they're not voted for. They're appointed. So why do they care? It's not political for them. Well, going against going against low gas prices is like going against motherhood. I'm <laughs> against motherhood. So, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. This when you do these little political scenes like this, it remind it's. I always get this thing in the back of my head where, oh, we're testing the waters for a political spinoff of Dallas, like, and then when you had Mitch. In his hospital scenes, it was like, "Oh, we're we're testing Dallas for a medical spinoff of Dallas because we're going to ride the success of the show into every possible genre." Hmm. I mean, I wonder if they were. Um, you mean like 
random backdoor pilots. Yes. Interesting. Bobby uh-huh. Ewing, private feasible. eye. Bobby Ewing's psychotherapist. Yeah. It Happened seems before. like they would have done that with Mitch and Lucy because they were so popular, but right. they did not. Like all those Jefferson, uh, no, all in the family spinoffs and yeah. the Happy Days ones where you Laverne got Shirley. Mork and Mindy checking in, uh, uh, the Blansky sis- sisters with or something like that, Blansky something or other. But um, they could have been testing the waters for possible I other. That, I, I would be interesting. I would love to, if someone knows any, like... Anything more about that, if that was a thing, even? Because, I mean, they did Knott's Landing, obviously. Um, to great success, too. If the iron burned know. hot once, it might burn hot again. So right. let's right. – uh, well, they said um, – George Hicks, is no, he's not going to do that. And he just got up and walked out. And yeah. that was the end of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. love him. You guys are so smart. I'm going to love him and hug him and call him George. <laughs> and Donna just can't even. <laughs> and it's also reeks of the male chauvinism too, doesn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. yes. She's the only woman well. there and they're just talking down to her. Right. And she's yeah. the only one actually talking any sense. Right. Ugh. Then we cut to the Cattleman's Club where the cartel is trying to figure out what to do about the whole Wellington field thing. Well, I well, I'm not gonna be uncapping those wells. That's for sure. Jordan's very against uncapping those wells, and they're like, "Well, we're gonna have to pay him." So, and he's like, well, "I'm still not gonna do it." Well, imagine that. Either way, Cliff Barnes says right. we end up helping Bobby Ewing. They're damned if they do, and damned if they don't. You might say. And it's funny because they're they're qualming about twenty twenty to thirty million dollars. And I'm like, well, yeah, that is a lot of money. But in the grand scheme of things nowadays, is that really a lot of money? I mean, when we compare it to like the 92 million, it would be in then money, you know, hmm. inflation. It was a lot more. So now but if hard they all does... go in together, wait oh. a minute, would, would that have been, if they all go in together, if the cartel, did they, did they say this? Is it 25 to 30 coming from each of them? Or together? No, I think it's well, all together. So they just five, had to come up with it. Five times the about? market value for the share. Right. That's it. So, like, how many? There's, like, five of them. So they each have to come up with, like, six what are they, million. Are there five or four? Is change to them? I mean, like, it seems like it. Like, But I don't know. Hmm. I mean, Cl- Cl- Cliff I think that's why no tr- Jordan wants to do it. Cliff had no trouble embezzling that money from his, from his mother's company. That's uh, true. He learned his lesson, though. He learned his lesson. Mm-hmm. Yes. Many pills later. Yeah. In Harv's office, and he shows them the last will, which was dated April of 68. Very thick will. Mm-hmm. The big boy. That will thick. is ridiculously thick. With three C's. Mm-hmm. It's like rivaling the thickness of the War and Peace novel mm-hmm. that Charlie Brown had to read on New Year's. Um, and uh, that will says that 100% of Ewing oil goes to Ellie and Gary and Ray get nothing oh so 100% goes to Ellie now because that will that JR read a few seasons ago everything went to him so I think a will was planted (laughs) 
<laughs> like you said. I was just going to say one. that JR J- punked himself. Jock was pumping, punking him, you know? That makes sense. I mean, Jock would do, I mean, because he knows JR, so he would probably be like, yeah, let's just put the. Yeah. And see, when my will is rattled, be like, <laughs> see, see, we came up with a whole ass conspiracy theory to explain away the lack of continuity. But we have to do something, right? Because <laughs> the lack of, because it, if it's the lack of continuity, it drives me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Insane. You guys have one job. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and- so anyway, they need to win is what they're saying because, um, because even like, because Bobby is bothered by the fact that Gary and Ray are not included in that will. Um, well, and Gary, Gary, Bobby gives a damn about his brothers. Right. JR doesn't, but. But I mean, but Miss Ellie's not going to leave them out. Right. But JR, this is something to get Bobby more on his side. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know. But JR is going to use the Ray and Gary getting cut out to try and garner support from other oh, members right. of the family. Oh, yeah, he's definitely going to. Because that's the way JR rolls. Yeah. Yes. Now, Harv is stuck between a, you know, he's, he's got to, he's going to defend Jock's will, but he's going to do it with a heavy heart. Yeah. Because he has to go against Ellie, who's his friend. Right. Uh, so then Sue Ellen fills JR in on all the tea from lunch with Pam and Cornstash. And, uh, yeah. JR's. J- eyes like light up you can see the wheels turning he's like "Ooh, ooh, an opportunity has presented itself and sue ellen's like what the hell no no that's not how it's going down and he's like mm-hmm. yes how he's can like, i destroy a marriage but <laughs> it could but it could <laughs> mm-hmm. total mustache twist <laughs> oh totally totally it's like christmas morning for him he's like oh my god an opportunity to destroy their marriage has come forth Let's and Sue Ellen's like, she's like, what the hell? She's like, can you imagine if somebody did that to us? Like, come on. Foreshadowing. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, ah, pfft. you know, you're not, you're worried about nothing. And then he's he like, basically telling her she's being hysterical. Yeah. Like, and he like, he lays down and like pulls his, her head to his chest and is like stroking her hair. And you can see it like on her face. She's like, no, yeah. like, this is not right. Like she, this grumble, grumble. You know, kind of like, why are you like, do not play with my hair right now. Like, I am annoyed with you. Yeah. This is not cool. And he's just like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we had a message from a Christo Fufas. Uh, He said, nice to find, nice to find similar obsessives. I literally watch Dallas daily still. Wow. Well, I hope he's listening to our podcast. This is on Instagram. Yes. We're going to have to rope rope, rope that one in. Uh, okay, so then we cut to Bobby and Pam, who are not getting along. Right, uh-huh. and again, it's that mirror, uh, the yin and the yang of the couple getting along and the couple not getting along. So you bounce from one to the other to contrast. And uh, they're disagreeing mostly about the, what the consequences of Ellie's actions will be. Uh, Bobby says that uh, Gary and Ray would get cut out of the will... And that she she really needs to get Ellie to call off this legal suit. And Pam vehemently disagrees. She's uh, starting to bring back some of her crazy eyes. Those are her, like, angry eyes. Yes. Angry eyes. 
And I have to say that uh, the transition to the next scene, that's, that's a hell of a close-up of that chandelier in the dining room. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Lucy's hair. What is up with Lucy's hair this entire episode, by the way? It is like... Puffy off the charts. So like, puffy. It is just... And it's like perfectly... Coughed. Smoothed. Yeah. It's, it's like up back off her forehead and ginormous. And I... The it, lipstick. It's, it's a choice, I guess. The lipstick <laughs> she's she's got going on this episode. I don't know what's happening. Um, but Lucy is super amused, basically, about the whole situation, and mostly because she knows that it's upsetting Jr. So she taunts him. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, and, yeah. and then he, and then it, uh, the barb goes back and forth. You know, well, if it goes back to the old will, then. Uh, Things aren't going to be the same. You're going to get cut out or something. And she goes, well, I'm sure granddaddy provided for me. And then he her- calls her selfish, basically. He's like, oh, that's all you care about is you. Um, you don't even care about your own father, who's totally cut out of the will. Is that JR, the pot calling the kettle black? The oh, call yeah. is coming from inside the house. Repeat. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> the call is coming from inside the house. Uh-huh. Yep. That- Projection and Lucy's much? like, yeah. And Lucy's like, Oh, okay. Now right, I've heard like, it. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now I've heard it all. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he st- he storms out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Pam and Ellie meet outside of Oliver Brooks or Brooks Oliver's office. Oliver Brooks. <laughs> Oliver the man Brooks. with the man with two last names. <laughs> or two first names. I or mean, it could be either. Right. So I actually literally wrote it, wrote it as Oliver Brooks, but it's Brooks Oliver of his Alphabet- office. Alphabetically. B and then O. Yes. B-O, body odor. Yes. Now I'll remember. Um, And so now she's found out about the old well and all the things about uh, Gary and Ray. Ellie says not to worry about it because she's like, I'll I'll provide for them. No biggie. But. We knew she would. Right. But But her concern is that Ray is... He has issues. He, he he might not accept this. Uh, right. And Pam's like, what? That's, I don't know. And then she's like, you know how he is. And and, and unfortunately, we do. We do know mm-hmm. how Ray is. And can we note mm-hmm. that uh, Pam is parked next to an effing wagon? I wrote the same thing. <laughs> and in the background is another effing wagon? Well, I didn't see in the background. I saw it next to it. I'm like, are they next to the fucking wagon? All right. And there was one in the background. They're really loading up on the uh, wagons here. <laughs> yes, all the wagons. Yes, That's the wagons right. are circling, as it were. Yes. And then we cut back to Mario's, and Jr. decides to have lunch there out of the blue. Okay. Right, like he's like he's never had lunch. There. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He he just shows up. He Which, just got. Oh, a ha- Mar- Grayson wouldn't happen to be dining here for lunch, would he? And he's like, oh, of course, he's here every day. He's at his table. He just <sighs> j- just happens to have a hankering for some Italian food, right? Right, right. And some soft music. <laughs> and some strolling <laughs> musicians. And some crack of the pepper. Yes. <laughs> and uh, crack of the pepper. So Jr. lays it on thick. He's like, "Ah, oh, Mark Grayson, uh, you know, wow, like you're just running into our family all over the place." I know because, like, my Hello, sister-in-law Pam can't stop talking about you. She oh, digs, you 
snake. She digs your porn stash, baby. Right. He's like, she just, she, and he's like, what, what are you talking about? And he's like, she just, she keeps talking about you like over and over, like at dinner. Like she just, and then she wants to run her fingers through that porn stash. She <laughs> has the goal to tell Mark Grayson, who's essentially a stranger, yeah. that Bobby and Pam are having marriage problems. Right. And, the, and that they've what been the married, fuck? and that they've been married a couple of years, not a couple of years. Not, not like four five. or five years. No, not right. five yeah. years, yeah. I've only been married a couple of years. You know, these things, they don't last. Whatever. And Mark has a good game face because he just is just like, basically like, why are you telling me this? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he's listening. He's listening. Say, oh, of course. Say, when this whole will thing is over, why, why don't we see if we, we haven't done any business together. Why don't we get together and see what we have in common? And Mark says, I think the only thing we have in common is that we're eating in the same restaurant. Right. And that's, Pretty true. And is like, oh, well, he likes the women in the fast cars. and the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he play- likes all those macho things. So let's go to that stained glass. Let's talk about the stained glass in Cliff's uh, condo. I didn't notice the stained glass. They started on the stained glass, and they pulled out as Rebecca and Afton were coming down the stairs. Oh, and yeah, yeah, Rebecca yeah. is going on in grandma mode about. Oh, yeah. Her time with Ellie and little baby Christopher, and oh, she's she's just in, she's happy to just have that familial connection again, and just right. And I feel like she's she, you know, she repaired her friendship with Ellie. She's getting along good with Pam and Cl- like everybody, and she's like everything's good. Yeah. Again, for and then Cliff comes yeah. in and he's he's going on about uh, the Wellington land, and you know he's he's reminded that. Uh, you're not going after Jr. You you made an well. It's not Jr. It's Bobby this time. I got we, we either uncap the well, give him the money, and it's like, how many times can we turn the uh, turn the other cheek there before they're playing spin the top with? Right. Uh, but Rebecca asks him to just kind of lay off for now. She's like, just just lay off, and he's like, but you told me I could run this company any way I want, and she's like, I'm not asking you as the head the head of Wentworth Enterprises. I'm asking you as your mother. Like, oh, dagger! Yeah, dagger. Pulling out the big guns. Okay, South Fork night, but not all the lights are on this time. Right. And Ellie's explaining the situation to Ray about the well. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you guys. I think this is the part in the episode where I just I I wrote ADHD on my notes because oh, okay. I wasn't. I don't even think I was in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fine. So uh, the spaceship took off to the moon at this point. Woo! We're circling right. into orbit. So she's basically like, if this will is overturned, they had Alice Cramden. She's like, I'm behind you, and she's like, yeah, but here's the thing: if it happens, then you aren't willed the money anymore. And Ray is just like, well, I never have had ten million before, and I don't basically like I don't really use it. And it'll be like, you know, I'll never, it's not a big deal. Like, it's not going to matter to me. And then she's like, well, but I will make sure that you get it. And this is why she's talking to him, because she knows that he's going to be, like, proud about accepting it. Right. Yes. Because it's what Jock wanted once he knew about him. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. And she's like, I will take care of you. Don't even worry about it. Mm -hmm. And I like... I like their relationship. It's 
cute. And honestly, and sometimes, sometimes, I think he was a better son to her than her own blood was. Oh, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, I'm thinking about Bobby, too, but, you know. Yeah. No, he, he, he couldn't always. No. And how often do Gary and his mother talk uh, from California? Has she ever gone out there to visit him? Or does this all take place off camera? That they I don't know. Did she ever go visit him on camera on Knott's Landing? No, she was never on a ep- single episode of Knott's Landing. Wow. Kristen Shepard was, was on Knott's Landing. <laughs> because, like, Ellie, her, Gary is her little boy. Like, that's her special little arty boy that she's <laughs> protective of. And she, she, gifted, uh, she gifted him the house, for God's sakes, at the, at the wedding. And she never went yeah. out to see it. I guess not. I don't know. She she never had a chance to interact with Julie Harris. That would have been great scenes together, the theater legends. I also think it's a thing where Gary kind of like took advantage of Ellie too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she was always doing stuff for him and he would just kind of took. Right. Because there's also, um, there was a time on Knott's Landing when Gary needed money to clean up uh, this Empire Valley project that he had uh, gotten messed up with and he flew back to dallas to ask his family for the money and it took place off camera and they turned him down they didn't specify who turned him down but was that before or after jock died oh it was long after it was it was after jock died it was around the mid-80s okay hmm wow it it was actually um gary was in mourning for something else that we won't talk about at this point Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense why it was turned down. Uh, JR is pulling in, and we're obviously on the soundstage because we don't show the car driving up the driveway. And uh, Ray is coming out of the house. And this is where we, we hear about dumb cowboy again. Yeah, but it's JR calls him a dumb cowboy because he knows that's his button. Yeah. Because he's basically like, you're on our side, right? Because if you're not, you're not getting any money. So you should be on our side. I'd like, give up my money and sell my house mm-hmm. just to just to back Ellie if it meant supporting her. Yeah, that's J- basically Jr.'s argument. Like, support us, or you're just a dumb cowboy, right? Like, and Ray's like, "Fuck you!" Like, <laughs> right? Ray's like, "If you really think that, like, you don't actually know your mother at all." And he slams him into the uh, hood of the the truck there. Of course, so he does. He, which he has to drink. because there's uh, a threat of being punched. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, c- confrontational uh, purposes there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this this uh, provoke uh, n- needling by Jr. poking him with a dagger there of dumb cowboy is still sitting with him the next morning because he's not out uh, with the cattle. Uh, apparently, Charlie is out with the cattle, and I didn't know uh, Jenna's daughter was uh, good with cattle at this point. I think she's a little too young. Uh, <laughs> right, she'd be at like. 11 or 12 at this point <laughs> right mm-hmm. again name recycling yeah. kind of like kind of like uh, holly's boyfriend jordan you know, jordan yeah. lee and faraday uh yeah so bray's just sitting there and uh, and they're kind of talking about the situation and donna asks him like have you changed your mind because of the situation at all but he hasn't no and i guess i wrote down ray's dumb pride again right right and he's just basically like, yeah, I don't think I could. She's like, you know that Ellie would give you the money. He's like, yeah, I don't think I could take it from her. And she's like, that's stupid. Because, like, 
Jock wanted to give me the money. And he's like, right, but Jock wouldn't, he wouldn't be giving it to me. He was giving it to me because he was my father. And then, but that's just getting a handout from someone who's not even my mother. It's like, Ray, 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 if she didn't want you to have it, you wouldn't. Right. So like, because I'm, I'm being a dumb cowboy right now with he pride. He's being a dumb cowboy. God. Yeah. He's a, he's a fucking yeah. idiot. Just Jesus. Yep. Yep. He says a man's got his pride. I'm like, mm, no, that's not. A, shut up. Ray, Ray the last. Shut your nope. face, Ray. Ray, the last time. Uh, a, a quote unquote man had his pride. You didn't go to your wife for help with the uh, real the land deal. Oh right, and, and he messed it all up. Yeah, because of my pride. Fool me once, shame on you. If fool me, can't get fooled again. Uh, <laughs> oh, the okay. aerobic studio is back. The exercise studio, yay! <laughs> They must have heard my complaint last week. They did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, wait. Yeah, Pam still owns this. We forgot <laughs> for like a season. Uh, and then enter Hornstash. Now, That's I'm right. sorry. What the hell are you doing showing up at her gym? Place like, of work. Yeah. Uh, out uh, of the blue. I want to see her all sweaty in those workout clothes. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. And then she, yeah. I can use her sweat to oil up my porn stash. <laughs> no, Ew. not how any of that works. No. <laughs> so she's happy to see him, by the way, but she's confused. She's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I just want to see how everything's going. And she's like, I literally just saw you <laughs> and updated you. Okay, creep. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, that just seems so much longer ago. She's like, it was literally the day before yesterday. Yeah. Like, oh, well. well. What are you I doing after work, baby? Yeah, what are, you, what are you doing after this? And she's like, going home to have dinner with my husband. Mm. Yeah. She's well. like, I am not interested. Sorry. Right. He's like, right. Oh, kicking me out. And she's yep. like, yeah. So. Bye. So. Grayson has to make a graceful exit. <laughs> but um, but he'll be seeing her. He'll be seeing him again. Oh yeah, maybe. Right. He's basically like, I'll be back. That's right. Mm-hmm. You can't resist <laughs> this. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Need that cream to boil up my porn today. Creams what? <laughs> what? <laughs> the look of horror that Mary had on her face. Oh my god. That's <laughs> Ewing Oil. Uh, where Punk has come to see Bobby and JR. Can we insert the uh, the man in black here with Johnny Cash? And just... I was the, trying to take a picture of it and I didn't get it, but just he's wearing all black, turquoise, with just like tur- big turquoise bolo tie, and the belt buckle. turquoise belt buckle. It's just chef's kiss. It the just cowboy it's so hat good. that he has on. That's funny. I want him to like walk a runway or something. He is amazing. Fashion plate, Punk Anderson. It's class. Over porn stash. <laughs> yeah, like he, 
Punk Anderson totally listens to Johnny Cash and like George Jones and all that. Sh- oh like, yeah, that's his Hank Williams Jr. Yeah, oh, yes, all of yes. it, all of oh, it. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and the boots, yep. the the black boots. Yeah. No, Punk Anderson is the guy who wants you to think that he shot a man in Rio, Reno just, just to watch him die. die. One hundred percent. But yeah. he's absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely, no. absolutely not. And the <laughs> and the closest else we get to Johnny Cash is in 2012 when Cynthia used his music on the show. Ah, uh, yes, Twice. when the man comes around. Oh, right. I forgot about that. And, and one other song, too. Uh, uh, let me look it up on my Dallas soundtrack of music I put together here. Oh. Keep talking. Is that on Spotify? No, it's on my iPod. Oh, I was going to say, if that's a Spotify playlist, we could share that. Okay, yeah. So, um, So they ask if he's going to testify, like, on their side. And he really doesn't know. God's going like, to touch you down. Oh, yeah. Because he's basically like, I don't care about you boys. I care about your mama and your daddy because I love them both and I'm stuck between them. So I don't know what to do. And I guess I'll figure it out. All I know is I'm going to be in that courtroom. Right. Which right. everybody is there except Lucy. Yeah, she don't give a shit. Lucy doesn't give a shit. Mm-mm. She doesn't give a shit. She's she so over her family's bullshit. She only gi- she only gives a crap about needling Jr. But oh yeah, because that's fun. I, th- I love I, when I, she makes faces. She's like she's, like she's the comic sister. relief. She's like Waldorf and Statler, uh, all rolled into one person sitting up in the balcony. Just but like as the little sister, she's totally pulling a little sister. Where she's like, but I I thought she would want to be there if the will was overturned, so she could rub it in Jr.'s face and see the look but, on his face. What if she was there and the will was not overturned? It's a it's a flip of the coin. She just doesn't want to be there. Yeah, she doesn't want to deal with her family's bullshit. She's mm-hmm. she can't. She didn't go to the wedding. Why would she go to this? Right. Well, she She's cares more. Out she cares more about her granddaddy than she does about Jr. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like no question. Yeah, yeah. All the lights are on again at South Fork. It's night. Drink. Yes, drink. Um, Sue Ellen is reading The Romance of the Wind. And someone forgot the horse out in the uh, front of the house. I saw that just. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's the book uh, Lucy was reading like a couple weeks ago was The Romance of the Wind in the Wind. Maybe they share romance novels. Right. And they're both maybe. Yeah. Maybe they have a little like book club. What a nice little bonding experience. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. I tried to see if it's a real book, but I couldn't find one. But my guessing is if that was printed, that was really like small printing. Yeah. Or like romance novels from the 80s. I did see, uh, speaking of books, I was noting the other night, because I actually, I pulled a U and I stopped when I saw this on Knott's Landing. They were referencing the Nancy Drew book, uh, something like The Case of the Missing Map or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I actually looked it up, and it was a real book from the 1940s. So I was oh, like, yeah. ooh, nice. I nice. used to read those Nancy Drew books when I was a kid. I, I was Babysitter's Club. I had Babysitter's Club, too, but my mom had read ooh, the Nancy Drew books. Huh? Oh, oh yeah. And, Mine. and the Boxcar Children? 
Uh, Christopher Pike. Did you ever? Mine. He was no. like goosebumps. Oh no, kidding! No. And VC Andrews. Mine went <sighs> out of print. Mine went out of print, but it was a cult classic, and it came back in. Was the Pumpkin Smasher? I don't know if you remember that book. No, I've never mm-hmm. seen that book it's, before. It's about a. Look at that jackalope! <laughs> I love little it. Kids. That that was a picture book when you're little. It uh, it was a lot bigger. If you Google it, you'll, you'll see. But the uh, the artwork yeah. and it was about a serial yeah. pumpkin smasher that goes around a town smashing pumpkins, and they decide to set a trap to catch the person. And um, please tell me this they, is how smashing pumpkins got its name. They 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 painted <laughs> a giant a they painted yes. they painted a giant rock to look like a pumpkin and it turned out to be a witch that was going around smashing pumpkins. So she had to go to was. another town. Right. Yes. Yeah. And there is a subtle Find the woman, of course. If you can look closely here, that man looks like Stephen King. Right. He there. does. Yeah. Yes. It's a subtle nod to Stephen King back in the nineteen seventies. Stephen nice. King absolutely does not make shit up, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I reached that that meme came up in my in my memories on Facebook, and I shared it what? the other day just because Maine. <laughs> oh, yeah. gotcha. But are, have we made it to the courtroom yet? So, uh, we're getting uh, there. We're getting there. Pam okay. had a long day and is ready for the hot tub. Right, and they have a hot tub. This is the first time I've ever heard of Where a hot tub. Where the hell is the hot tub? Yeah, I know Lucy was in the hot tub years later. Because she's in the open credits in the hot tub. Oh, that's true. But yeah, where was the hot tub there? Uh, in, in, in those years, where was it? Did it was it off the gym? It must have been down in the exercise room that we haven't found yet. Off the corner, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That yeah, because first time we've heard of the hot tub. James Brown celebrity hot tub. Ooh. Uh, and so Swellen's all like. So you've got a million phone calls today from a Mr. Pornstash. Um, <laughs> he's been calling he want, a lot. He's talking about you wanting to comb his pornstash. <laughs> and with Pam's your like, tongue. that's really weird. Why would he call here? Like, I, I just saw him. And she's like, you just saw him? And she's like, yeah. And he so bar- he barged into the exercise studio, which we may never see again in this series because we're going to forget about it soon. <laughs> right. And so, Suella, she's a little concerned, mostly, I think, by Pam's reaction to this. And she's like, So it's none of my beeswax. But, and she's like, Right, it is none of your beeswax. But I will tell you that uh, my marriage is rock solid. And it's like, Oh, girl, thou dost protest too much, I think. I mean, if you have to tell somebody that you're happy or, or if you have to te- if you have if you're a lion and you have to tell other people you're a lion, you're not well, no, that's not how I wanted it to come out. <laughs> if you have to tell people you're a lion, you are not a lion. Right. You're a tiger. And you're a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> or a cheetah. Well, that and- yeah, you are a big fat cheetah. <laughs> but no like i i don't know just 
No. So Pam just immediately gets angry and she's like, I don't know why he's doing this. I don't know what his problem is. It's his he's problem, not mine. Me. She had to be like, this guy is really into me. I'm not into it. I don't know what to do. But she doesn't. She just gets mad. Like, and then Swellen's like, if Swellen you, just looks at her, she's like, why are you so angry? You just yeah, protest too much. Right. And, uh, well, if you are my like, friends, then act like it. Right. You're anyway. making me angry. And it's like, no, girl, again, the call is coming from inside the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I was really like, is. you know, I am your friend. Pam's like, then act like it. And she was like, kill, 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 kill. And this is when Sue Ellen's like, uh oh. Kill, 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 kill. Yeah. Kill, kill, kill. Meanwhile, uh, upstairs. Yeah. Ellie's bedroom, her boudoir. Yeah. Lucy has come to see Ellie with the puffy hair and the lipstick because she's worried about her dad's inheritance it's the one thing she's really kind of caring about and maybe this is why she doesn't feel the need to be in the courtroom when she gets reassured that her daddy will be taken care of and that everything will be fine she knows that she's taken care of either way because she knows that she was like Jock's favorite yeah but is it gonna but is it gonna fall on her to take care of Gary right Uh, but does she think it will Ellie reassures her that she will always take care of Gary. Like he's been my son for a long longer, time. I will always longer than you've been my granddaughter. Longer than he's right. been your father. Uh, right. He'll be fine. Uh, what is not fine is this very awkward dinner they're having. Oh my god, the worst dinner. Uh, um. So it's really I mean, awkward, and there's lots of tension. But Ellie tries to cut the tension by being like, "So tension." And. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Maybe and maybe Lucy can give him manners and civility, uh, lessons and civility. <laughs> yeah, and then ding dong. But there's, I, there's I'm surprised no one in that room is wearing winter clothing because it is cold as ice in that room. I mean, Mickey thought Lucy was a, uh, a deep freeze machine there, but uh, there's she's got that's got nothing on the icy cold reception going on in this this dinner. And the tension is broken by the doorbell ringing. Yep. And it's Oliver Brooks. <laughs> Brooks Oliver. <laughs> Brooks Oliver. And JR's like, oh, for God's sake, don't people know what time, you know, people eat around here? Right, right, right. That's enough out of you, JR. Yeah. And it's like, obviously, if he's coming to the house during dinner, there's an issue. There's something going on. Right, right. Yeah. And he's, yeah. Not, there, he's not there so they can look at his weird eyebrows. Yeah. Uh, so Ellie's just like, oh, hey, do you know my family? Let me introduce you to them. If and they're not, like, yeah, fuck you very much. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> so Lu- Lucy gives a little, uh, her little flirty smile. Uh, she, she does. Sees- and Suellen kind of is trying to be polite. And JR just ignores him. And Bobby's like glaring daggers into him. And I, when Lucy gave that little, her little almost flirty look, it's like, oh. Yeah, older man again. Uh, older, an older man. man. She yeah, loves him. Yeah, mm-hmm. as we learned last time, Mickey was too young for her. Oh yeah. So may, she... may, maybe Oliver Brooks Brooks Oliver. Uh, she likes more... him mature. I mean, yeah, yeah. But she, mm-hmm. but she has to check out their uh, their beamskin rug first to make sure that it meets her. She does seem to like a hairy chest. So why is Brooks here? 
Brooks is here because he needs to talk to Ellie. So he's like, hey, can we talk in the other room? And uh, then he tells her that, you know, they got an earlier court date than he expected. And it's next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) And cut to commercial. And cut to next Tuesday in the courtroom uh, where we have Judge Howard Manti. Where the entire rest of the episode is taking place. Yes, in the courtroom. Uh, Dave Culver is called to the stand. And uh, we see the the list of witnesses for the the plaintiffs, which is Dave Culver, Pamela Ewing, Harlan Danvers, Eleanor Ewing, and Franklin Horner. But we only actually hear right now Dave and Franklin talking. A Punk Anderson should have been on that because he was testifying. But he's testifying for the defense. Oh, that was... Franklin I thought that Horner. was a combined list. Okay. Is it Franklin Horner on the stand? Yes. That um, Brooks Oliver is asking about Jock's memory and his mental state. And, you know, does he seem of sound mind for a man of his age? And he's like, what do you mean? Are you calling him senile? And and he was like, well, no, not really. And then here comes Harv with his faux outrage. Objection, your honor. The witness is a banker, not a psychiatrist. <laughs> Which is a touch of, yeah, just a little tiny bit of, it's like Texas, it's like Texas Brit twang. I mean, that's what it's honestly sounded like to me. Right. (laughs) Texas trying to sound fancy. Your Southern, your Southern hospitality down in Georgia. Maybe. Maybe, yes. yes. Like Blanche Devereaux's father. (laughs) Exactly. Savannah. Who was played by David Wayne, of all people. Somewhere between Charleston and Savannah, I imagine. With that white, uh, the, 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 the matching no, white suit and the... Blanche and wasn't the, from Savannah, was she? Wasn't she from Atlanta? I need to find out. I, just I think knew she Georgia. might have lived in Atlanta, but I think she might have originally been from Savannah. I, but don't quote me I, on that. I just, remember, I just remember Georgia. That's all. That, that Georgia, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm right either way because it's in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta. Atlanta, okay. So the plaintiff, they uh, wait... <laughs> I'll to call on. Ellie until after the defense has gone, and everyone agrees to that for some reason. Yeah, I, I wrote down a just a quick bullet points of everything. Uh, um, Brooks Oliver opened with they're going to call into question his uh, competency. Harv said they're going to try to prove he was of sound mind. Dave Culver said this was interesting. Dave Culver said that Jock was anxious to go to South America because it was like his last hurrah, which I, I found interesting. Then you had Franklin Horner with his and then it was to call Ellie. Okay. Okay. So then we cut to, well, we get to the witnesses for the defense and we see that list. That list is Pat Powers. Pat Powers. Pat Powers. I, I'm Sarah right now. Pat Powers. Yeah. Pat Powers. Harold Jackson, who I don't know who that is. Do you guys know who Harold Jackson is? That's someone we know. Uh... I don't remember who that is. That was, the, that was the guy walking behind Ellie and Rebecca at the... Uh, no. <laughs> Bobby Ewing, Sue Ellen Ewing, uh, Punk Anderson, and JR. So obviously we cut to just the essentials because we don't need to rehash right. everybody's opinions right. of... Especially, I wanted to hear Harold Jackson's testimony. I just... I, I, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And Pat Powers. Pat Powers. And so Punk admits that both he and Jock had fevers that last week, 
And so they're like, so he might have been delirious. And he's like, no, he wasn't. They're like, yeah, but you also had a fever, so you can't actually say. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's probably a good point. And then when JR is on the stand, they basically, he says that the codicil was an extension of how he treated his sons their whole lives. Mm -hmm. And it was basically to toughen them up. And I was like, that is such a sad statement. It is. It just... To me, anyway. Like, as a mom, I'm like, that is so sad. That basically your children are being... You, Bullied there by from, you. Yes. That's really sad. Yeah. They're there, they're there as a, a pawn in your chess game of And, like, life. I know that's an old school way of, like, doing it. That's how they did it. But, like, also, like, this is why we have whole generations of men with emotional issues. You know, because they weren't able to like express themselves. <sighs> anyway, and then uh, Jr. says to to Bobby out in the lobby during the break. Well, I see uh, Pam is comforting the opposition, and so I was like, Jr., that's your mother. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, Jr. Don't give a fuck. No. Um. And then Ellie gets on the stand and uh, she reads from Jock's letter where in the letter he's talking about his fever and um, then she kind of like breaks down when she has to say that he was mentally incompetent. And she tries to say that his sense of judgment was not up to his standards and he says, like, that's, that's not, not what, what I'm asking, asking you. <laughs> so then they all go out and wait, and then the judge comes back with his decision. I, this bailiff, though, he looks like he's played a – he just has that look like he's played a bailiff in other shows. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. professional. Like, professional bailiff. Professional bailiff, yeah. Um, so the decision is he rules for the defense. He thinks that uh, Jock did not make a great choice. And that he probably wasn't completely weighing all the pros and cons, but he was of sound mind. So the will and codicil stay as is. And he has to live with that. Or no, well, Jock's dead, unfortunately. Um, which, mean, is why which is why they're there. Everybody right, right, has to right. live with his uh, right. situation. And, and Jock has to in whatever afterlife he has. Yes. Down at the bottom of the swamp, unfortunately. Bottom, in the quicksand. Nothing's coming out of that quicksand. You've been down there. Nope. So freeze frame on Ellie walking out, and they're like, Mama, Mama, and she is just ignoring him. And, and scene. Drink twice because it's Ellie. <laughs> so I'm going, I didn't write anything down, but I'm giving this 4.4 bourbons and all the eye sex. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. The porn stash Isaac. I'm staying with my four or five from last week, and I have to do a flip flop from last week and give it the return of Pam's exercise studio to book oh, yeah. it last week. Right, yeah. Which may, could it be the last time we see it? We don't know, but it's going to fade be. soon. It's coming soon that we're never yes. seeing it again. Yes. And Sarah is off in a. Uh, She's going to negotiate a lease for the exercise studio one of these weeks for us. I am going to give it 4.75 bourbons and some Harv Smithfield faux outrage. And I'm surprised nobody gave it oh, the well-dressed punk. <laughs> yep. That would have been a good one. 
turquoise belt buckle. Join us next time when we're talking about season six, episode 16, uh, episode 119 of the series. A Ewing is a Ewing. Until then, bye. Y'all come back now, you hear? I still really fucking hate Sue Ellen's hair. So bad. So bad. bad. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Mean you should, right? Next on Dallas. Like so many others, I just wouldn't do business with a man. Would you refine JR's oil if I asked you to? I made the biggest mistake of my life when I made a deal with you. Not if you listen and do exactly like I tell you. For how long? As long as I need you. Why don't you ever use your wife or anyone else to get to me again? Or I'll break you in two. If the other night was 25%, I'd say it. I just can't wait to collect the next 75.